You are listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to One of Us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. So I want to start this review of the new season of Veronica Mars, which is called in some places season four and in some places season one, parentheses, 2019, depending <laughs> on where you look. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is trying to sell it as season one? You're like, stop it. But <laughs> I, overall, I want to say just flat out, I really loved this season. But guys, can we please switch back to the original version of the theme song? Oh, I'm just my God. saying. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> uh, admittedly, it is better than the season three version but yeah. it's still not, it still needs to go back to being the Dandy Warhols. Yes, that's yeah. uh, I, I love their version of what's their song, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really like that's Veronica Mars. It's odd to see. I hate it when a show decides to change with a remix of their theme song halfway through. Well, we're their new, run. we're hip, Chris. Yeah, why aren't you? Why aren't you <laughs> hip? Come on I'm, now. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. like no, <laughs> no, no, no remix. I get it. It's Hulu. The, the Hulu is taking over the show now, uh, and are claiming they're going to keep doing this. You know, for the until someone tells them to stop. Uh, Rob Are Tom- they? Are they really saying that? Rob Thomas and the whole crew have said we'd love to just keep making these until they force us to quit. Ver- uh, Kristen Bell has said I'll do this till I'm too old to walk anymore if they let me. See, see we were talking <laughs> about give this. Her <laughs> we were talking about this before we started, but I felt like everyone was sleepwalking through this whole thing. Oh, I don't agree. I really disagree. <laughs> and I know Johnny just disagrees because we talked about this before. So uh, yeah. I, I don't agree. <laughs> uh, so should I come back? <laughs> but that's TJ. He's going to be the odd man out this review, obviously. Sorry about that, check TJ. the car outside. <laughs> I think someone's stealing it. We'll give Veronica Mars on the case. And then Harris O'Malley, Harris Dr. Nerdlove. Hey, everybody. And Johnny Neal. Hello, Johnny Neal back. Man, I, I tell you, I've been one of those really annoying cultish fans for Veronica Mars yeah. for a long time. One of those guys who won't shut up about... I don't see why you guys just don't get together and do another season. I mean, come on. Everybody wants it. Like, we we please shut... I mean, like, that and Firefly are my two things I won't shut up about. Yeah, except yeah. this one actually gave us a movie that didn't suck. Yeah, well, I, Johnny I didn't care for the movie. Oh, had like, a lot. I hated it. You didn't like the Firefly movie? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 wait a minute. What? Now, look, I'm... I am... I'm... I was a uh, Kickstarter backer for the movie, and I actually got to go to the premiere for it. So Ooh. that's like I am decidedly yeah. not unbiased in yeah. my love for this show. Uh, I mean, it's. I think the first two seasons of the show are just magnificent. Just like I would go back and rewatch them. It's like just great chemistry. It's where we all fell in love with Kristen Bell, and we'll probably watch everything she ever does for the rest of her life because she's just. She's just charming and adorable and wonderful. And uh, also absolutely fucking tiny. Uh, she is. Uh, funny. I think like, she's better now than she was. I mean, that was my big revelation well, in this show was, she, was she, how just how absolutely I just gave in. I mean, because there's a whole lot of seams showing in the construction of this sure. season, a whole lot. But you kind of go, 
okay, it's just a TV, made-for-TV cop show. Just accept it on those levels. It's not an Oscar contender. Enjoy it for what it, works really well. And then you kind of go, wow, it's really kind of knocking my socks off to see her as an adult. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I would get annoyed with her, you know, Nancy Drew smart-ass shit sometimes, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, I, first, my feeling the first season is one of the finest seasons of television Agreed. ever. It's it was great. a novel. It had a beginning, middle, and end. And they could have stopped there, and it would have just been this really tragic, heartbreaking, really cool beach noir story. And then they went on, and they never quite knew what to do with the story after that, I don't think. Well, I mean, Personally. Season, I, it was still enjoyable, but it didn't have the power. Season two is season. not as strong as the first season, if only because they're still like dealing with all the shadows of the deaths in the first season and all of that to an extent where it over it's overriding the primary mystery at some points, but it's still really good. Yeah. Season three made the big mistake of going changing the setting. Well, season three got fucked. I mean that the biggest problem was that when they made the jump from the from UPN to CW, when the when you when UPN and WB merged and the CW took over the show, they like the show the producers all said, hey, you know what? We think that a season-long arc is just too alienating and confusing for the viewers, so we think you should, like, have more than one story. And, yeah, it, that completely missed everything that made Veronica Mars amazing. And it also doesn't hold up well because nowadays, like, it's just you have a light, funny show. You don't make a rapist the primary, like, one of the primary antagonists. That kind of, nowadays people are like, I just don't even want to see that. <laughs> and it's hard to go back and rewatch. And it's all over the place, and there's so many new characters, only a few of which are likable. I mean, I personally like the movie, but maybe that's just because it was so nice to get back to the hometown and see all the old characters I actually wanted to see again. It, it was, was a lot kick- of fan service. It was. It was fan service in the right way. And the most yeah. important fan service was kicking Piz in the nuts, because... <laughs> <laughs> but season four feels a lot more... It feels like a different animal, for sure, in many yeah. ways, because she is now firmly an adult. Like, yeah. for the first time in the show, she really feels like a grown-up. And even her father, uh, who, uh, who you know, I mean, the, the best interactions on this whole show are her and her dad, Keith, no. played by Enrico uh, Colatoni. The two of them, whenever the two of them are on together, it's just magic. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know? And I really feel like uh, an adult with his... A, a middle-aged man with his adult daughter. Yeah. Uh, and... He is the his arc is sort of that, you know. He's happy as hell. She's there. She's decided to move back and work on the detective agency with him. Um, but he's worried that he's starting to forget things, and he's worrying he's got got Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia, uh, and is like, I might have to stop doing this. And when upon telling her that, she's like, Oh hell no, <laughs> you know. But it's- I I I also had a kind of a feeling that he had a sense that he was dragging her down. Yeah. Like, she's only here because of me, and she could have her whole life going for her. That's, well, that's an ongoing thing. That uh, One of the things I really found interesting about this show was how subtle some of it was. And they were willing to do things that a lot of other shows, especially long-running and beloved shows like this one, aren't willing to do, like let Veronica be unlikable. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she is, like, the quirks that were kind of understandable when she is a, you know, smart-ass smart ass older than her years teen who's gone through some shit that's a, that's a little acceptable cuz teenager drama etc as a 30 year old woman 
it's kind of just like, no, you're actually really fucked up and you're sabotaging yourself all over the place. <laughs> you're, you're, you're blocking. But did you like that this season, though? I did, because it did. It added some layers to her character in really subtle ways. Like, um, her boyfriend, Logan, literally calls her out on this and says, you can leave at any time. We can pick up and go. What would? What is keeping you here? Your dad, who's telling you to get off the hook and go. I'm telling you, we can go anywhere. Why are you still here? And she feels trapped, but she also knows to a certain level that she's not. She knows that she could leave. She's choosing not to, and that adds some layers to when she's confront when she has her conflicts with Weevil, because Weevil is stuck. Weevil is not going anywhere. He is absolutely fucked, and he is and confronting him makes her recognize that her staying there is a uh, is her choice ultimately. And she really doesn't like it, so she gets especially spun up at Weevil. She's, well, and he is like, yeah, you went to college and shit. You know, like, <laughs> I don't really have a choice but to be here. Right. She's so don't not, lecture me. She is refusing to acknowledge her own privilege and looking yeah. at herself as, like, refusing to, to even admit to herself that she feels trapped to some degree. But And I think part of that is that she feels trapped in her own relationship. Uh, Logan, who is now a badass naval intelligence spy who goes off on secret missions, which, you know, I would have been fine with a spinoff about Logan. Uh, oh, by the way, did I mention this is a full spoiler episode? We're going to do a full spoiler episode. <laughs> Hence the would have. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, <laughs> she's like, I like being with you, but she still thinks of boyfriend. You know, she's not thinking of the future of this relationship. And he's like... Come on, we're in our 30s. It's time to start thinking about what the future actually holds. You're not a high school kid running around, like, haphazardly solving mysteries with the Scooby gang anymore. But she's also also wearing her trauma on her sleeve as another way of, like, not moving forward. Because as she puts it, look what happened with my mother. Look what happened with your father. Really, those are the relations, like, our formative, like, relationship role models, and you want to get married with that shit? It's like it's she's making excuses, and to an extent, she knows it, and that's part of what makes her interesting now. Yeah, um, and there's some the mystery in and of itself. I think is less interesting than the character dynamics going on. I think that's one of my nitpicks. Is uh, I like the mystery on its own, but it didn't have the weight of any of the other seasons. I actually thought okay, or the movie because everything else up to this had some personal. Uh, vendetta with her. Right, with her that was almost like, well, this is going on and, and I I'm guess a, I that we're going to get involved and, and try and solve it because I'm a, I'm a I'm a kid detective. Who's and no I'm longer fighting a kid. gentrification. Yeah, I'm fighting <laughs> gentrification. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the battle of the show. And, and, you know, I mean, like, they tried to give it a lot of weight by the sense of how violent and horrible it was. Sure. I mean, it's a bomber going around oh, their yeah. town and blowing people. I mean, at one point, you're like, suddenly he's a saw killer with the guy on the beach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was weird. <laughs> well, that's the thing I found interesting is how much, the, and a very interesting clue for things, how much they were referencing other actual crimes. Because when they put the collar bomb on the guy, it was referencing um, the... the um, the bank robber with the collar bomb who got his head blown off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, and that's one of the things that that in retrospect, Ooh. again, spoiler cast, that gives you a very big clue as to who's ultimately behind things. I did not think about that. I, yeah, I, I didn't I think about that either. either, yeah. Uh, but I, I'll honestly say 
I suppose if it hadn't been Patton Oswalt, I would have, like, in retrospect, I'm like, of course it's Patton Oswalt. Yeah, <laughs> but, why else would he do but this? But it's Patton Oswalt, and you're like, there's no way in hell they're going to make Patton Oswalt be the crazy killer guy, because he's Patton Oswalt. Especially like, when you got J.K. Simmons there, who yeah. is <laughs> amazing in his ability to go from being the sweetest, like, fatherly figure you will ever see, to the scariest son of a bitch on the face of this and earth. Yet, even with that... Even when all the cards are laid out, you're still like, "Yeah, but I like him." <laughs> no, when he told when he told the dad at the end, he's like, "Look, I like you, and I don't have any friends." It's like that's pretty fucking cool to hear a middle aged man and say he, that. Once again, I would watch the spinoff of the two of those guys. I know. Right? Right? Yes, I, I was go. like, "Just tell him I've got your number. Don't don't act like you know." Yeah. No, but, you wanted to gentry. And he you know, seems really you. hurt when Keith tells him to fuck off. Yeah, yeah but I, I got a feeling. Those two, those two are going to get along. He I mean, was the, I'm sorry, he was the only one main new character that I, I really connected with. All the other new characters, with exception of maybe the bar owner, uh, I could have done without. Yeah, mainly oh. the her her new protege, which I, I didn't care for that storyline. Uh, the, oh, I liked her. I yeah, liked her I did too. I was not a hundred percent sold on the actress who was playing it. That might be. I it. was a little like. Okay, I get it. It's a little on the nose. Oh, it's like a young Veronica Mars that she's trying to tutor in. Okay, I see what you're doing, and maybe I had liked that actress more playing the role. I would have been, okay, yes, I'm with this. I like it as an idea, and I like what they did with her in the plot. But was not 100% sold on the on, on that Yeah, the, per- the actress herself was not doing so good, but there were moments in it that were great. Like, um, like uh, Percy Dags Jr. as Wallace watching, you know, Veronica <laughs> version 2.0 bring somebody else into her into her orbit and just going like, kid, you don't know what you're in for. I liked her performance. I felt like she was in trauma. She was grieving and traumatized and kind of trying to figure out what was going on because nobody else was going to figure it out for her. And so she just kind of looked stoned most of the time. When when Big Dick got his head cut off and she's just like, well, got me out of that. You know, like, well, fuck him, you know. I I liked her, her playing her cards close. I I related to her. Of the character, like, one of the things that you were, like you were saying, TJ, um, yeah, Nicole Malloy, played by uh, Kirby Howell Baptiste, she fits in like she's been there for the entire time. Oh, yeah. She's perfect for the show. Whereas... And and she also has a previous relationship with Kristen Bell on The Good Place. Yeah. Playing uh, the love interest for Judy. She disappears. Just like like Dick Casablanca. They just kind of disappear. She's there until they don't really need her anymore. That's when the show starts feeling like, okay, i got to appreciate it for what it is. You know, and and that is, I'm just so in love with Kristen Bell. Oh, she's so... You know, I don't even... I wonder sometimes if I would still be as much into her if I hadn't done that interview right. where, where she was Veronica Mars and I was like, holy shit, you are Veronica. You are just like her. <laughs> I was like, I love you so much. Then I went to the uh, when, when I went to I know the you premiere, get this a lot. When I went to the premiere, we got a, everybody like got a chance to like you know take pictures with the cast or whatnot, and she and uh, Percy Daggs were, like, amazing. Like, she especially went out of her way. It's like, oh, wait, you guys haven't had a chance to, like, get a photo with me. You you, you good? Like, go out of her way, make sure everybody's taken care of. She's famously us total sweetheart. Oh, by the way, have you heard the thing now that she and Lin-Manuel Miranda met at Comic-Con, and now they're inseparable. They're, like, going out every night together and hanging out and going to, like, things and going doing karaoke I was going to say, that is a karaoke night. I I left arm I'm just like, that's so wonderful. That's so Kristen Bell to be like, 
like, yeah, me and Lynn, we're best friends. Because <laughs> like, everybody loves Lynn. Yeah. You're like, oh, man. The other, the other person who was, who was uh, great to meet in person, who was amazing, was Ryan Hansen, who is here briefly as Dick Casablancas. <laughs> And who has, by the way, one of the best opening sequences of any character in the best whole Best reintroduction. Yes. I was like, yeah. that's fucking funny. I was like, oh man, how did Dick sink so low? And then, okay. <laughs> and, then it, yeah. and then it just sat right before you know it. You know it. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that was just such a great thing. And like of all the characters, like everyone else has grown and changed. Dick has not. No. Dick Casablancas is exactly who he's always been. And that's kind him. of amazing. I like yeah. that they brought his dad back in. It was a good... Um, Big dick. Yeah, it was a good uh, tie-in to the to the original series. And yeah. it's like, he's just so, love, like, just terribly exasperating that he anyone is taking his word on anything. Yeah, he's so, so good at that part. And he has a sort of Trumpism about yeah. it, where it's just like, it's so clear that every word that comes out of your mouth is a lie, and yet people are still believing this bullshit. Watch the characters just, like, roll their eyes. Because he's a I mean, rich he's got, man in a good suit. Yeah. He's got a big dick tattooed on his arm. Like, <laughs> and the origin of that <laughs> tattoo was amazing. And the payoff, the payoff to that joke works. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Totally does. When they, when they go back and actually show him what his prison life was actually like. Oh, yeah. And yeah. bring in... Um, J.K. Simmons, right? Yeah, yeah. which and, and then they pull like they take that a little bit further. It's like, yeah, this is not at all what it looked like, and that was the most amazing swerve, <laughs> right? That was that really was like, oh, this whole thing was a setup. Now it's really happy. Not that they weren't going to rape him and shit, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the other part of it, the, uh, I was really happy to see Clifton Collins Jr. is one of my favorite like um, character actors working today. He was so good. If you've not seen the movie Small Town Crime. Holy shit! Yeah. With John Hawks, he yeah. plays like a huggy bear type character in there. That's <laughs> he's fucking also, hysterical, and he kind of comes into this feeling like he's playing a toned down version of that. Right? Character. There's somewhere between that, that and between his character in Westworld, and yeah. that was bugging me so long for the first two episodes. Like, why do I know you? Oh, Westworld. Okay, but the thing that I love is that I love that he as uh, as he and um, Frank Gallegos, who are a couple of cartel hitmen. They're just Rosencrantz and Guildensterning their way through this through yeah, this are. show, and it's kind of awesome. There's a moment where the two of them are just like talking about how much they like Neptune and how safe it is <laughs> as a serial bomber is blowing it up. <laughs> There's a head on the bar. <laughs> yeah, I love the way they're having these. Yeah, very sort of banal conversations while there's, like, decapitated heads in the room. You know? And he, like, like selfies himself, himself shooting the two hillbilly dudes. Right. He's just like, <laughs> he's all smiling. Hey, I'm an influencer. <laughs> hey, for the gram. <laughs> snap, snap. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag murder. All that works. I, like, I, 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 there's a lot of stuff here that works. I think, like I said, the plot of, of the actual bomber is probably the low point of the season overall. But it's not so low that you hate it. It's almost kind of just annoying sometimes. You're like, I was really into all this character stuff. Yeah. Like, and now you got to go deal with more of the mystery. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's not pretty one of the, loopy. Yeah, the, it's, the, the tying it all together. And it's hard to buy. It's really hard to buy. Like, or when you get to the end, you're like, I'm not sure I am convinced that was plausible. <laughs> he could have done all that. I think that's another thing. I feel like they kind of stumbled into the, the solution as opposed to classically figuring it out. Right. Uh, and... With the, how the mystery is not so interesting, if they had done what they had done at the very end, I would have liked the mystery more if they had done that in the middle. I did like when it actually came to the moment. Patton's just deny, deny, deny until he's oh, right sure. on top of the bomb. And he's like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to die. 
I don't like the whole him like I'm going to be a nefarious and from prison guy. I'm coming back. And I'm like, I love you, Patton, but this was just not a part. For I, you. He had the great line though. They weren't people, Veronica. They were spring breakers. <laughs> Which, that I can identify with. Oh, yeah. Every time South By comes along, it's like, you know what? I kind of feel for him. But the, the thing I like about that is it's so his character because he's talking like his, he, he thinks a supervillain talks. And that is exactly the kind of person he is. With all of his subterfuge. And I'm hiring you. What could prove that I'm more innocent than me hiring you to prove I'm innocent? Yeah. There's a certain degree of like characters people, I'm sure, were, are like fan favorites. Like, oh, I kind of wish they had done more with them, but the, it was a right decision not to, who were just kind of side around the sides to be a support system for Veronica, which I think is good that they never really go past that level. You're like, okay, they don't need to be involved in the fucking mystery. That's what the movie was for. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they brought in all the old characters, or some of them, because some of them are missing, uh, organically enough that they didn't stick out uh, horribly. Right. Um, but, uh, God, who is the guy who's the new possible love interest uh, from uh, The New Girl? Leo, oh, Leo, that's yeah. not, like that's her old boyfriend. He's right. from season one, right? But they're like, okay, like obviously setting him up. Like, is she going to fool around with them? There's even a sequence that's a dream sequence that Sploosh looks like she's dream. cheating on him. Yeah, there was a moment when that when that was happening. I was just saying, like, don't don't fucking do it. Don't fuck it. This better be a fucking dream sequence, Veronica. <laughs> it was it was color schemed in a way that it felt like a dream. But but I you know I liked him in it. I I would like for them to bring him back into the mm-hmm. show, but maybe not as a love interest again. Like I, I almost like. Why don't you just leave the love interest thing alone for a season or two? Right. Like she doesn't just because she's a female character, she doesn't have to have a romantic situation going on. Plus, you know, you're going to get us attached to somebody, and he's going to get killed. Right. Okay. So that that brings us to the the big um, elephant in the room for discussing this season, which obviously pissed off a lot of people, which is the death of Logan. Me too. I personally, from the beginning, said if they don't either kill off or find a way to decidedly get him off the show, they're not rating television correctly. You don't start a new television... Uh, this is basically a new TV show. It's like a, the second show of Veronica Mars. It's like 10 years, Hulu right? is labeling it as season yeah. one. <laughs> you know? Um, you don't do that with the thought of we're going to keep going for multiple seasons with a, a sweet, loving relationship for the main character. That's called a sitcom. I would disagree. Not a drama. I would disagree. I think they could have Nick and Nora Charles this all the way through, and it would have been great. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's as good an actor... I think this is all he's got. I mean, apparently he was really mad at first when Thomas told him, yeah, I'm going to, you're going to be killed <laughs> off. And because he didn't, I mean, come on, what else has the guy got? <laughs> it's I like, mean, fuck, no, just, I was really looking forward to this. He's such a <laughs> tight ass. It's just yeah. like his mouth is like this. He looks like clutch cargo. And you're missing talks. the opportunity. I mean, who, like, of so many actors who probably would love to come on, like, Veronica Mars as potential love interests, or right. at the very least to have that sort of vaguely romantic chemistry to bring in new people, that there's this big blockade there, as long as she's with Logan. I was like, there's no way he's going to make it to the end of this season. Well, but that's what I mean. And I feel I like would... if he had died in the middle, if he had been, like, say, the dude with the, the thing around his neck... And then she had thrown in some personal stakes. I would I would have been totally fine with the way they took him out. But I, I would have cared more. Well, about there was the a mystery. lot of personal stakes. She married him. Yeah, like, I mean, that was. And I was really moved by their marriage. Oh yeah, it but like, it, it being at the tail end, and then like, it just uh, immediately see, fucked. No. I would have felt like it would have been more interesting if she hadn't, because then the weight of the situation in future seasons would be more complex because for her emotionally, because I mean the whole we just got married and then he died thing is kind of a 
trope. Right. Cliche. Sure. I think that's exactly uh, uh, why they did it. Right. But like to ha- if she never had and knowing that was what he really wanted, then that would have been that extra amount of weight around her that like now she's just got another reason to not want to be ever in a relationship, serious relationship again, which I'm like, okay, I don't know that was necessary. She's already got that baggage. Why are we adding to it as opposed to her going, fuck, I had the chance to, I mean, to make this guy happy and give him what he wants and he deserved it and I didn't, I thought would have been the much smarter way of, of, of doing that. But like I said, I had never had any doubts he was at the very least going to be leaving the show at the end of the first season. It just, in terms of, of writing for television, it was the only decision that made any sense to do. And, like you said, he's kind of a tight-assed actor. Yeah. I mean, I like his arc over the history of the show, but he's not the greatest actor in the world, and I kind of like to see some other much more interesting people get into that slot. Well, they, they used they used him in weird ways. Like suddenly, I mean, here he is on leave or on break. They, they do the military so completely nonsensically in, yeah. in any <laughs> kind of movie or what. Oh, well, I got to deploy. I'm back for until they need me. It's like yeah. That well, trust me, the way they handle the military is 100 percent better than the way they handled the legal system back in season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, you but, know, in Neptune, it's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, uh, we might be not guilty like, because this character had chlamydia. But then, he, <laughs> then he becomes the the bodyguard to the senator or the congressman. Yeah, oh yeah I it's pr- like, almost forgot about the what? What's going That's on? And it's like, really? So the guy's brother got a bomb blew up on the congressman's brother, and the FBI's not already investigating. Like you the know? senator, don't they have a little bit of pull? The with senator the feels like he's only here as a character so that a they have an excuse to bring Clifton Collins Jr. into the show and have an, something for him to be trying to do. That's a, a challenge. Yeah, it was a lot uh, of fun. And B, so Logan has anything to do. But he comes in <laughs> yeah. with the senator after something happens to him in which the senator decides to hire him. And yeah. then he leaves before something happens again to the senator. So his entire uh, arc with the senator is completely void. With nothing happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing, did they even find the ring? I don't Yes. Yeah. The Where girl, the girl, she found it in the, she found it and pawned it so she, that she could buy the hotel. She had indeed oh, found it the okay. whole time. She was okay. lying. She had it. Yeah, which is like, which is one of the things that ma- that's always fun with, uh, with Dan Marino's character with Vinnie Van Lowe is that no, he actually is a good detective. He's just a scumbag. I love him. That's that was when he showed up. That he was, was like my... when he was first on the show. I was like, he was such a great anti, like, well, not even anti, you're just villain. You know, you're just like, you're such a piece of shit. And now he's kind of a lovable piece of shit. Oh. I loved him right off the bat because just Ken Marino's yeah. just so great. And then they follow this up with uh, waiting or not waiting uh, party uh, party down, party down, party party down, down with the, so many such a weird crossover universe there. And then it's like, so is this part of the Oz universe? <laughs> in prison? Oh god! If it, if it turned out to have been Schillinger, that would have been amazing. The biggest crossover that everyone, and by that I mean Randy Lander, is asking for is for terriers to be tied into. This. Uh, okay, uh, admittedly, it's a considering the terriers take place in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, it's a total natural. It's beach like, town detectives and a it, small detective agency are kind of turned out by bad shit that's happening. It could fucking happen now. Come on. Like, make that shit happen. Yeah, My only problem cool. with... And the, that actor, I mean, like, he belongs on Veronica. Come on. Oh, yeah, both like, of them. totally. <laughs> My only problem with the way they handled Logan wasn't so much Logan himself, like, what the what the uh, the show did with Logan, so much of what literally everybody else did. Because every as soon as the show aired and all of the critics or whatnot binge through all eight episodes, it's a short watch if you go through it real fast... 
Um, <laughs> Which every, we all did. <laughs> every single goddamn article about it, and I'm not normally a spoiler guy, but every article was headlined, let's talk about the tragic thing that happens at the end of yeah, Product of Mars. With a picture like, of Logan on it, and you're like, gee, I wonder what happens. It, well, it's not even that. <laughs> it's like, okay, Dark you. Yeah. Only one of two yeah. things is going to happen. It's either going to be the death of her dad, or it's going to be the death of Logan. And from the, like, episode two, they might as well have said, yeah, and I'm also only just five days away from retirement. <laughs> Very true. Very but if true. that would have been the death of her dad, everybody would have thrown their beer can. Oh, oh no, that would have, have upset me. If it was the if it was the death of Keith Mars, I would have fucking found Rob Thomas and beat him because he yeah. is an essential element to the show. I don't think Veronica Mars would work without him. Quite frankly, oh, I agree. And I think that's one of the parts of season constant. three is that yeah, <laughs> one of the parts of season three is he's not in it anywhere near as much. Yeah. That relationship between the two of them is absolutely essential to what makes the show work. And this sh- this season abs- proves it. Completely, and I'm so glad that they were like, like the the whole dementia thing was just a, a red herring, yeah. like communism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that therapist at the end kind of pissed me off with her. Oh yeah, weird. She goes, Mary McDonald cameo. You're like, okay, why are you even? I knew I knew her from something. But Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. she goes for the closer. She, she, she's like, yeah, I have to go to Oregon, and she's like. Well, what's your father going to do without you? I'm like, he's 56. <laughs> Give me a break. And plus, that's not something a therapist should yeah, No, a therapist patient. would not go... Like, like, you were talking about this earlier. Like, what therapist would go, like, have a session with, like, the relative <laughs> of a patient? You're like, that doesn't normally happen unless you're a family therapist. Right. I wasn't his secret keeper. I was his therapist. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I'm going to divulge in a file. I hope they don't let the weight of Logan's character way heavy over future seasons like oh Logan actually had these secrets and now we're finding yeah, out about I it. really I really don't think they will I mean that's one of the things that I liked about the fact that they did a one year later yeah because it means like yeah. okay yeah the memory of it is still fresh she's still wounded by it it's a new layer of trauma on top of some massive trauma already but it's like alright Logan is done we are moving on and she's finally fucking leaving Neptune but then what if Seafried comes back and it turns out she was never killed at all like, she just ran away and framed at everybody in it. <laughs> that sounds like something they do on Westworld. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> she was a robot! <laughs> what? No, what's going to happen, what's going to be, inter- what would be more entertaining is if they somehow brought iZombie, or I guess now the Lost Boys in on this. <laughs> the Lost be, Boys. I think it would yeah, be really... He's doing, the, he's doing the Lost Boys show. Oh, is he really? Yep. I didn't know that. Well, you know what? Who? Rob Thomas is uh, is showrunning the Lost Boys TV show. Well, I think it'd be cool if Big Dick or what he's whatever the little Dick, younger Dick the youngest, Just Dick, Dick. I wish yeah. I wish they, Dick, they Dick, 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 I wish Dick, that Dick. it would be revealed that they were fuck buddies the whole time. That would just would be heard like, Veronica. Yeah, no, that Dick Veronica. and Veronica were no, fuck no, buddies. No, they were each it. other's dark secret. No, no, I could not believe that even like they got like even as drunk as hell she would ever hit that. I still can't believe they're friends. No, really. no, her and Nicole the bar owner. If like they got three seasons in, it suddenly revealed ever since they met, they've been hitting it hard. I would believe. That. Yeah, yeah, I could buy that. That <laughs> would especially explain why she got really pissed off at Veronica betraying her like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I really hope they bring her back. I thought she was one of the great new elements of the show, and she's just wonderful. Well, that must be a, a but great she's on everything as now. an actor. Yeah, right. She's on Barry as well. So on Barry and and the Good Place and Veronica Mars all within a two year. Period. That must really be like. I think I'm arriving. You know. Yeah, I think my moment is happening right now. <laughs> and you know, I mean, like she is a a not a, a absolute primary character, but she certainly I wouldn't describe her as you know 
supplemental here. Um, I would love to see where she was more deeply involved in future seasons uh, as a char- as a primary character on it. I'm sure they're going to bring the teenage girl back into it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like a, in a mentor. I'm sure they're going to do something like she's going to mentor for the agency or something, which, you know, whatever. Okay. Also, um, how great was it have, seeing Darren Norris again as Cliff McCormick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just for, like, just the voice alone. It's just like, oh, I've missed you. Oh, yeah. And the number one character I want them to bring back is J.K. Simmons. Because I, I I loved him so you much. Can't get enough I mean, he's J.K. Simmons first off, like mm-hmm. which is just. You want a good dose know. of him in for very recent television? Is watch him in Brockmire. He he plays. I a, didn't know he was in Brockmire. He was in this third season, and he was great. And there's a scene with him and him and uh, Hank Azaria. Well, he's dying. Actually, I'll spoiler. He's dying. You know from the beginning that he has cancer, and they just have this conversation about. How much everything sucks, you know? And then finally, he says, uh, he says, baseball doesn't suck. Baseball's good. And they start talking about the good parts of baseball. And it just turns into this metaphor for life. And not like a George Carlin bit, but like this real genuine thing. It was, it was like, I can't believe how good the writing got on this show in the third season. It's one of those shows seeing the trailers for. I kept going, oh, I can't wait to watch this. And I still haven't seen it. Well, the first so two seasons are very, yeah, very messy. But the third season, when he starts to get sober and it starts to actually be about something, it really, really kills. Okay. Or you could yeah. just watch Avatar Legend of Korra where he plays Tenzin. <laughs> or you could just watch the new Spider-Man film where he returns as J. Jonah Jameson. Watch it. Yeah, uh, it's a spoiler. Yes, I'm sorry. But uh, in this one, in the in yeah, at the very the end, they oh, reveal cool. he's J. Jonah Jameson again, and I was ah. like, I was like the one part that every from previous films that everyone was like, "There's no way you're going to cast Jonah better than J.K. Simmons ever." He was he was J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, um, I trust my barber. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was bald. Clearly, he shouldn't have seen him coming good like that. He they recast was like the high point of that movie. For oh, me. cool! I, like, I haven't oh, seen it yet. I'm looking. Awesome. I want to. But- I haven't yet. Welcome to the Spider-Man Far From Home review. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Let's go to final thoughts. TJ, why don't you get us started? Uh, Real quick, I wanted to... I was curious because I was thinking about this on the way here, and you guys might think I'm crazy, but do you guys think there's any chance they'll sort of kind of retcon it at the end next season and be like, oh, we never showed his body. He's still no, alive. No. I, no, I think he's dead for sure. Yeah, I think that. they didn't show his body out of budgetary reasons. <laughs> he, he it's pretty to easy to just <laughs> also, shine a, an orange gel on a woman laying on also, a floor. Also, I think there's a, certain amount of, there's a certain amount of like being aware that a lot of fans are going to be really disturbed and upset by it, and you don't want to compound that by showing his bruised and broken dead body there. Yeah, that's much so. They didn't show any of the bodies, except for the one kid who got his head blown off. Yeah, and that was cool. And that was all they showed. <laughs> his body, not his head. His, no, no, no. no. I'm absolutely certain Logan is, is, is dead dead, although I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, we meet new naval intelligence officers that he knew that are coming to town to try and figure out if it was as simple as that or something leading into something. But I, you know, Not a year later. Yeah. I just, you I know. would rather them just go, she's moved on yeah. from all that. And like, now there's, whatever new. This yeah. is also not a show that does like so-and-so fake their death. Whenever someone's dead, they've been dead. Except for Amanda Seyfried, which I'm still telling you she's coming back. <laughs> well, she's anyway. hiding out in Twin Peaks. Yeah, she's been hiding in Twin Peaks the whole time. <laughs> she's been musicals now, Les Mis, whatever. Uh, in terms of final thoughts, I feel like the new season is not interesting enough to bring in new viewers. Uh, I don't think, you know, the best part was the character stuff. We already talked about how the mystery wasn't all there. So I feel like 
as far as the character stuff, new people don't care about that. They don't. They didn't grow with these people, and the mystery itself is not good enough to hold them. So I feel like that's kind of a damning point in it. Um, I liked it in terms of the character stuff, but I don't know if I'm going to stick around after this just because I, I really did not like how it ended. I'm fine with what they did. I just didn't like that it, it just didn't have any weight to it to me. It, it 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 felt more like a fuck you rather than something that was earned. I guess. Hmm. Um. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of guessed Patton Oswalt's character. He was the first person I said, I think it's him. And then, you know, there was a couple times throughout the season I was like, yeah, I don't think so anymore. But at the end, I was like, it was him. And then again, like I said earlier, I felt like they stumbled into that. Not that they figured it out. Well, when they thought it was like briefly the other nerd guy who was supposedly in Washington, I was like, oh, like I didn't see that coming, but it makes sense that it'd be that guy. And then he gets murdered and then he gets a murdered. suicide. Yeah. I'm like, and I was immediately you're like, well, clearly it wasn't him. It, it really <laughs> felt like there were a lot of super intentional fake outs, yeah. you know, just super intentional like that guy, you know. Clark Duke? Or yeah, whatever. Clark yeah. Duke, yeah. Who was really, you know, well, I've got stuff to do. You well, know? they set you up to really dislike him from the get-go, uh, and then, to, but like, oh, no, it couldn't be him, because he's not Was that Clark there, Duke? So. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then it's like, oh, he's a bigger douchebag than you think he is, <laughs> because he's not even really doing the stuff he's douching out about. Right. Clark Duke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm going to uh, pretend just brag for a second. I didn't like how it didn't really correlate to the books. I did read the books. Yep. Uh, there are the, books? books. Yeah, there's there's two. two of them. Uh, and they're uh, in canon. I yeah, they are canon. The first book, not so good. There's nothing that happens. Uh, it's probably the worst part of the whole series, just because it's boring. The second book is actually pretty good. They bring in Leo. They bring in this new sheriff. And at the end of the second book, you really feel like, oh, man, things are going to change in Neptune. This new sheriff, she's badass. She respects Keith and Veronica. Oh, I see. But you don't get it. But here she totally and She's totally bumbling them. again. She's almost yeah. as... She, not as bad, but she's almost as bad as the other sheriffs, the... Um, right. I forget their names. I feel like they're only doing this Sheriff to, Lamb. It was basically Lamb. Sheriff Lamb. Lamb. I feel like Lamb. they're only doing that with her to set up the dad to become sheriff eventually. See, but they did that in season three, and they dropped that entirely. That right, but it feels here. like they want to get back there again, maybe. I don't they, know. Yeah, they should. They should. Uh, anyway, so uh, Chris used this joke earlier, but I didn't steal it from him. I'm going to use it because it was original of my plan anyway. I'm going to give it six out of ten. Congressman is just another red herring. <laughs> Com- <laughs> communism, you mean? Congressman. <laughs> congressman. Because uh, the congressman Harris, was a red herring. <laughs> uh, Harris, what about you? Uh, I liked it considerably more. It did. It wasn't as good as season one or season two. Season two is honestly my favorite, but it was definitely a, it was head and shoulders better than season than season three. Um, they leaned really hard on the fan service for this one and bringing people back and show, showing kind of a where are they now. Which, on the one hand, I appreciated. On the other hand, it did kind of drag things down a bit. The, like everybody was saying, the character stuff was way more entertaining and way more engaging than the mystery ever was, including the stuff that never quite connected. Like, the, like once the congressman was very clearly not the target, I think they could have dropped that plot entirely. Mm-hmm. But I did like the stuff, like the self... Uh, the self-obsessed murderheads who are convinced that they were solving things by looking for stuff like, well, the killer used an Avenir font, which means maybe he's saying it's going to be this thing. Which, again, is another moment that kind of plays out later on, because they're all convinced that, oh, this has got to be so much deeper and so much more complicated than it really is, and the killer is just taunting us. It's like, no, y'all are just making shit up, <laughs> trying to be relevant. Um, that was a great little moment. This show is nothing but great little moments strung together in really fascinating ways. 
I'm just worried that now that she's leaving, that she's leaving Neptune, a show, a town that has been as much of a character as Keith and Veronica, that it may have a harder time keeping up that level of magic and that level of character. And I'm also kind of curious, because there are still a lot of plot threads that are dangling how they're going to resolve them when she's not physically there. Like, there's still a whole lot of stuff with Weevil that is just... You can't really tell his story with Veronica in San Luis Obispo or something. Well, I, from what I've heard, that they're decidedly going to keep the actual seasons of the show in Neptune from here on out. So for whatever, she'll come back. Okay, that's yeah. good to hear then. Um, but all in all... It wasn't as fan service heavy as the movie. The movie was like, we'll never get another chance at this, so let's give everybody exactly what they want. But they gave enough in this that made me very, very happy and very satisfied and looking forward to the new status quo. So I am going to give this uh, 8 out of 10 ponies. Johnny Neal. I think that I'm kind of between the two of you on that one. Um, I think that there was a whole lot of parts of just yammering on storytelling where I was checking my phone, you know, just until suddenly I would look up and there would be, you know, you just sense, oh, we're going to have a really nice moment here uh, with with Veronica and her dad or Veronica and the young girl or or even Logan, who, again, I think he's such a stiff, but <laughs> he's certainly not... He, he knew to just stay quiet when Veronica was acting, you know, and just he, they were they were good together in that, you know, bouncing off of a brick wall kind of a thing. And their dialogue when they introduced his character and it was like, ooh, Veronica's like being salty here. Like, I'll give you an eye job, a hand job with eye contact. And, yeah. you know, that was a pretty funny okay. thing to Let just be introduce clear him right with. now, as much as I love Veronica, uh, we're Veronica. Uh, <laughs> she's, Chris, she's Veronica Mars. Uh, Kristen Bell. <laughs> There's something about her that I'm like, when she does a love scene, I'm like, ooh, gross. Don't do really? that. Yeah. I'm like, like, she's like watching her thing. big sister or little sister, yeah. like, like do a, like have sex. She's like, I don't think about that. No, you're like an, this icon who doesn't do that. We have different perversions. Yeah, we do. <laughs> totally. Let's never talk about but, it. <laughs> except on the air for everyone to hear. Let's never compare and contrast. <laughs> I kind of felt like I guessed that it was going to be Patton Oswalt as soon as they showed him. Uh, and then they kept like trying to take that away from me. And all the ways they were taking it away were dumber and dumber. But, again... It's a character show. It's not really a story show, as much as the first season was a complete story show. Anyway, long story short, I'm going to give it seven tacks in Patton Oswalt's ass out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I was just so utterly and completely bowled over by the fact that we even got this. You had drool droning, running down your chin. Oh, I just, had, I just had a spit cup. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, I'm so happy that we're be- we've got more Veronica Mars. Please don't fuck it up. And overall, I don't think they did. I actually think this is the second best season. I think this is better than season two and three. Um, Mm. Although it's a close run with two, I did like it ultimately better because it was something that was so decidedly different and yet still all the stuff you wanted to see. Two was so much the shadow of like like trying to recreate the magic of one. And then three was like, let's do something totally different that doesn't work at all. Um This kind of, like, it was like, yeah, she grew up, and she's got different concerns, and I wish she would have sex less, but other than that, like, really, (laughs) sorry, I mean, like I said, it's like, oh, I don't want to know, don't tell me. Um, I 
don't have any issue with Logan dying. In fact, I'm kind of glad they they decidedly made him leave the show. I think it was for the best for this in terms of long term. Uh, I think that not every character works in here. I think some of the new characters really work. It'll be interesting to see who they decide to bring back and who they don't. But ultimately, the show is all about Veronica and her dad when they're in the room together talking. And every single time that's on screen, the magic that's that's been there since the first season is fully evident. If anything, the plot, which was not so ridiculous as to be completely like laughable, but was not great, like the, the murder plot, I'm like, Thomas, you're so good at the funny dialogue, and you understand these characters really well. You're great at this character-based drama. Uh, but maybe bring in a consultant for the mystery part. <laughs> Someone who's really good at writing this sort of stuff. Like, like call Ed Brubaker. <laughs> or somebody like that. The yeah. idea of Ed Brubaker writing the mystery for this just... Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to need a minute. Yeah, just to think about how how that would be, like, for sure, the best season of Veronica Mars ever. Yeah. Like, if they actually got all the character stuff and the mystery as strong as it was in the first season, then we'd have maybe the best season of the whole show. But, like I said, the mystery keeps making you go, okay, yeah, all right, whatever. Go back to, like, the funny stuff. I'll, but overall, I admit it, I'm a slavish fanboy to both Kristen Bell and Veronica Mars, and even when it's not totally working, I'm still with it. I My opinion is deeply biased based on being such a fanboy. I still give it an 8 out of 10 times that I almost ordered a pizza watching this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just a Leo fanboy. That's why you didn't care. <laughs> no, I'm a pizza fanboy. <laughs> Bring back Duncan. Duncan. 